I'm Yasi Salik, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We all made it, well, most of us, to the end of this wild season. I'm here with Callie Curry. Hello, Callie. Hi. (laughs) Callie's getting her energy up. Let's just say it up top. We are fucking pissed about Zach for Bachelor. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I thought that the finale did live up to the hype. Like, you know how he kept saying the most dramatic, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. There are multiple moments during this finale where I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it was great. But to end it on Zach, I was just like, why? I know. Why did you guys think this was a good idea? We'll save Zach really for another day. It's 1137 here on the East Coast. So we're just piecing through our feelings. But they really sucked the air out of the room with that wretched final 40 minutes. These The five girls, Zach not being prepared to be The Bachelor. I mean... My expectations are now incredibly low, so I guess they could like mostly only be surpassed for uh, the Bachelor. But I'm just not excited. Uh, I mean, I just feel like even this like 20 minute segment they gave him for it was this, awful. It was just unbearable. They tried to spice it up as much as they could. They added like a live voting element. They each girl had the like her thing. I'm going to just read your text, Callie, that you sent me when this news came out. (laughs) These are direct quotes. Worst case scenario. This is miserable. I feel worse about this than Katie times 100 million. (laughs) So that's where we're at. (laughs) I consider it a disaster scenario. I cannot believe this happened. He is so horrible. He sucks. You know, I just, I wonder because like, obviously there has been like so much data and statistics that have come out about how they're losing viewers. And I'm like, this will not be helping. What? Like, how did, how does that make you think, you know what? Zach. I know. The guy with no personality. It's just awful. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Is he even? Not good TV. I'm not even sure he's perfectly fine. I don't know enough about him. And based on what we've seen from Tino and Eric in these last few weeks, a lot can come out. So, okay, but did their research. He made it pretty far. Sure. Usually anyone that makes it this far 
something comes out or they say something on the show that's problematic. He essentially did none of that. Nothing has come out. So to me, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. It matches what we've seen so far. Nothing. That's true. That's true. I, I don't know. I, like, just, I think he's a very like, I'm following the rules. I'm not going to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm going to just do what I think I was taught to do. I, I'm making robot moves. You can't <laughs> tell by the way I'm talking. <laughs> um, I want to move on from Zach, but I will say really bad sign that he couldn't remember the name Bailey when she gave him a rhyme. She was like, <laughs> when you wake up on the daily, you'll be thinking of Bailey. And he thought her name was mm. Balin. Like what? <laughs> I also, guess he was Balin and is Balin a name? I don't know, but definitely does not rhyme with daily. I mean, I guess he wasn't listening or I, I don't know what happened, but this, it was a really poor beginning for Zach. Not great. Uh, only thing I, I, the, I, to, to give him one good sign, one positive? I thought he sure. looked better. He looked yeah. good. He looked better today than he did on the last episode of the show. I agree with that. He said he's been hitting the gym, so it shows. Um, He was wearing like a shiny black suit. And I've noticed a lot of black suits in the last few weeks. I mean, I think that's partially because I've been like taking in the Queen's funeral coverage. But like, is the black suit as a casual (laughs) wear back? Because as far as I know, it's not. But Jesse was wearing one. Zach was wearing one. I feel like we've seen some others. I'm very confused by it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I think it bothers me if you're like wearing that with a white t not t-shirt, white shirt, white button up with a black tie. Isn't that what Zach was wearing? Or is he not wearing a tie? I guess he wasn't wearing a tie. Jesse was wearing that. It's just a weird look. Navy guys, just go with it. Navy or gray? Yeah. I like gray suit. Um, all right. We need we need to talk about Tino. I mean, I don't even know where to be in, but I guess what do you think was the lowest point for Tino this evening? You guys can't <laughs> see Callie, but I've never seen her look this disgusted before. <laughs> <laughs> lowest point for Tino this morning for sure was when Avon came out. Yeah, people seem pissed that they did that to Tino. Like, it's so mean that they, like, brought Avon oh, out. I'm not pissed. Not I'm pissed not about pissed it. Either. It's very awkward. Like, I think it would have been better for everyone if Tino wasn't on stage anymore. It would have been better for Avon. It would have been better for Rachel. It would have been better for Jesse. Like, the whole thing was uncomfortable to watch. Um, Great television. But I, have, I was I just have like, what too. is happening? I heard that last week after the t- the show when Rachel and Avon saw each other for the first time, Avon asked to speak to her after the show and they like had like a private conversation off camera, like alone in a room or something like that. So um, I think that he like wanted to reconnect. Um, I don't know if he was like, let me reconnect with her on st- on screen when, Avon, when, when Tino's fucked up. But I do think that's like a genuine thing that happened and they just like brought it onto the show. I'm sure he did not. And I'm sure they asked him to do that. I'm sure Rachel was okay with it because like rough, rough hour for Rachel. So oh like, my God, we got to break it happy down. That so, she got, yeah. Happy. She got to end on a high note. Me too. And maybe they are going to like actually have something, which I think she should have picked him from the beginning. So of course you, you're definitely the captain of the of Team Avon. I have to say, Callie, you've got a good picker. You you picked good dudes on the show. Thanks. Also, Avon looked great tonight. He did. He looked a lot better tonight. You know, I liked his yeah. tan suit. I thought the tan suit was mm-hmm. really nice and casual, and he just looked great. Pearl necklace. Nice yeah. touch. He yeah, added a wearing... chain this week. Yeah, I thought he looked he great, too. but that's probably because he got styled. They probably knew he'd be coming out, and so they, like, helped him. Uh, but nevertheless, that's great. Take us, take a suggestion when you can. Um, no, my- no, listen, no. The styling on the show is not great. So who fucking knows? Getting a stylist from this show might not be helpful. Rachel's dress tonight, that red dress, it looks like it was $25 from Wet Seal like 30 years ago. It was awful. I, just, I don't get it. I don't get I don't it either. Get, but I think... She looked beautiful, though. Like, great yes. makeup, great hair. Looks yeah, like I don't get the dress. My low point for Tino was when he was outside with his shirt open and then started, like, buttoning it again. 
<laughs> so I'm pretty sure his shirt was open because he couldn't get his mic off. And so he was just like ripping out his shirt to get his mic off when he went outside. But everything that was happening with Tino when they had their meeting at the safe house, by the way, that's a happy, that's called like a safe house visit. Um, cause they're no, there's like, you know, no way the paparazzi will catch them or whatever. Everything that was going on with him there was inexplicable, confusing, <laughs> and borderline troubling. I was just like, is this man okay? Not that I like like him, but I felt like there was something like actually wrong. He was nuts. Like he would go from being like completely calm and standoffish and cold to then like weeping on the couch. And I was just like, is this man an actor? Is he a crisis actor? Like what is going on here? I'm, I was disturbed. Yeah, no, it was, it was weird to watch or even to explain like what was happening. Who were were you explaining to Seth? Yes, I was trying to. He was like, oh wait, she got cheated on by him. And then he missed the first segment of the safe house. So he came in after that. And I was like, yeah, in the first segment, he was reading from his journal. And like, I felt like (laughs) Seth was like, what? And I was like, like, he like wrote down things in his journal and then would say them out loud, but then they wouldn't even be true. I'm, and then he would say well, the they were true. They're taken out of context is what happened. So in case you, I, I don't know why you're but listening even, to this podcast. If you don't know what the happened. therapy thing, he read out of his journal and he said, you wouldn't go to therapy. And then obviously Rachel was like, that is not true. Like you're not providing the contact, blah, 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 whatever. But then later on, he was like, you did the work. You did the therapy. And I was just like, yeah. <sighs> I just think here, here's a few, a few things that I think. Not not that you asked, but I'll be sharing. Number one, the journal. Tino brought his journal like he was arriving for a business meeting. When I walk into a meeting, (laughs) I always have my moleskin notebook and pen with me. And then like, if you're ever on a Zoom with me and I'm like looking around, it's because I'm like looking for my pen. Like I, I was just like, is he is he just like prepared for like divorce proceedings? Like what's going on? Number two. Did he write these things down? Like, cause he basically read out quotes from Rachel that she said were real, but without context. And he says he wrote them down because they hurt him so much. And I'm just like, did you write them anything positive down? Or was this a therapeutic exercise that was recommended to you by someone as like part of like how you guys communicate? Or. Yes. Did he want to come into this prepared? Yeah. Like, was he ready to like plead his case? Yeah, and he wrote down things he wanted to make sure that he said on camera. That is what I think happened. Because his first break of many, he went outside and he was like, she didn't even give me a chance. This is all just for her to make me look bad. Like, I felt like he was talking to production and was like, this is not what you guys, this is not what you guys sent me here for. You said that this is for us to rekindle. I get here and... I'm this, that's not what's happening. She's just trying to make me look horrible. And so I think he came to it. Like, let me make sure I make her look equally horrible. Yeah. He's not, he's not wrong though. I do think that's what she wanted. I can't remember who asked whom, like, what do you want out of this? But I thought that was actually a very good question. I was like, what was the point of that? Except for TV. Tino asked her and she said, I truthfully, like in my heart of hearts, believe that, that I deserve the answers to all of this, which I get. I also don't think she got them. No, she didn't. But so, she also, what were her questions though? Like I, yeah, I don't is, know. Ultimately, yeah. we don't know what they're fighting over. Uh, that's like actually kind of like at the heart of this, which is we know that he cheated on her. He kissed another girl when he thought they were on a break. The Ross Geller, of course, she said they were not on a break and she is crestfallen. Then something else happened that led to them being in a bad place. Like she was going through Mm -hmm. some stuff. He was going through some stuff. And she then said in their confrontation on live on stage, like there were stuff, personal things that happened that we agreed we wouldn't bring up here. And clearly something else happened. He also said, he also on stage brought up that she had said to him, "I, I don't think I can love you. And she she was like really offended he did that. So there was clearly something that happened where they both said things that contributed 
to whatever we're seeing play out right now. But because we don't know what that is, it was like ultimately really confusing. And I was like, what are yeah. you guys trying to accomplish? Yeah, she, she then said that they edited stuff out and was like, there are personal things that we both aren't sharing. But then she kept the look she kept giving him was like, do you really want to go there? Yes. yes. We can. Many times. So I, I feel like she has agreed to leave some of the stuff behind that I think would make Tina look even worse. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why she's so frustrated with like, all you should be doing right now is apologizing. And I think that's why she kept every single thing that he said, he kept, he would apologize, but then kind of give a reason for why. And I think she was very much, which I think was like hard for us to watch because I'm like, it's the same thing over and over and over again. But I think she was like trying to like say it in the nicest way possible. Remember, I'm keeping this like there should be no excuse. There should just be you apologizing. Right. And she also was very focused on like, they both were very focused on, on the ring and like what the ring signified. So clearly there was like (laughs) some fight about like wearing the ring, not wearing the ring. And this episode, the show overall tonight had a pretty big emphasis on like how hard it is to date when you are the bachelor or bachelorette, like before the relationship to like actually make it because of all the pressure. And it must've just been like a really bad few months for both couples because they really hammered that home. But Another thing about Tino, who do you think he called on his second break when he went outside <laughs> and his shirt was open? Who do you think he called? Like his dad who hates Rachel, the the woman he kissed? Like what's your best guess of who he called? Because he seemed like really calm. Like could he have called like a therapist? Like I, I don't I even definitely know. Definitely not his dad. <laughs> definitely not his dad. But also the way he was like, I needed to talk to somebody. Yeah, he's... I was like, okay... Okay, even with all the confusion of everything, he still was all over the place. He still made absolutely no sense at times. Like, when he came back into the house, I thought he was just going to, like, be like, we're done. And instead, he, like, begged for her. I'm like, what (laughs) are we watching? Also, I I think I like Rachel more after this episode. I do, too. Um, I do think that there was never a world she was getting back together with him. She was done. And maybe she saw a lot of this behavior during those three months, which we saw a little bit of this behavior on the show, but she didn't see it. Yeah. She didn't get to see other guys. And there was, I think she's seeing it all now. And she's just like, wait, what the fuck? This is not what I signed up for. And, um, I can't remember if it was her or Gabby. I think it, I think it was Gabby that was just like, obviously you go into the real world and you're going to have growing pains and you're going to like see who they really are and you just hope you're with the person you thought you were with who you met on the show in that that. bubble. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think Rachel realized pretty quickly, which is probably why they were arguing and probably, probably why she was saying, if we're just going to date, like I'm not wearing the ring. Like I think Rachel realized quickly, like, oh, this is not who I thought Yeah, I was going to be with. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And also, Gabby made a comment to her when she came to see her at the house, like, this is not like what we thought his character was. Like, I think they were just really mm-hmm. surprised by, like, just basically what a baby is. But but more than that, what what makes me, like, afraid of him is how he goes from, like, totally calm, on the phone, pacing, to like weeping and begging for forgiveness. It's like he, it's like he's like a, like to, a, a, I'm trying not to panic. I'm trying not to panic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rachel, are we staying together? Like his, yeah, it's it like bizarre behavior. It's like watching like a movie villain who's like putting on different like appearances. It's like reminds me of um in the X Men movies when there's that like shape shifting character who can like put on different skins or whatever. It's Rebecca Romaine. Mm. And, and I'm just like, is he like a superhero villain? Like, what's going on? I will say the panicking thing and the notebook both make me think that he's had a lot of therapy because those seem like mm-hmm. therapy techniques, which was the pro therapy podcast. So I support that. But I just feel like he's got a lot going on inside that makes him very frustrating to fight with and like 
just kind of alarming. I just was really, really disturbed by him. Also, I feel like his appearance like devolved as he was like less happy. Disheveled. Yeah. It's just like, what happened to you, dude? He's been sweating for, you know, the entire, the entirety of the I know, show. But like, but like his hair his seemed hair. greasy. He kept like, yeah. kept messing with it. He was just, he seemed so, I don't even know. Disheveled. I didn't think he was going to show up tonight. Um, I feel like based off of what we saw before he came on, um, and even some of the like little things Rachel said in her conversation with Gabby, he clearly really cares about his image and like how Definitely. he's coming across. And like, I think that's part of the reason why he begged for her back. Cause whoever he talked to was just like, they're going to edit this to make it seem a, B and C, like you gotta do your part to end it the correct way. The correct way right. was to be like, I'm sorry. I love you. I did the blah, blah, blah. When she said, this is, I'm done. He was just like, okay. Thanks. Yeah. He's like, what? Like at the oh. end of it, I was like, they both wanted to break up. Like, why did they not just break up? <laughs> I guess they just needed it to be on camera or something. I, I guess they, they probably just um, both knew what was going to happen and wanted to plead their respective cases. Question for you. Okay. You're Rachel. Okay. Let's say everything is going good. For the okay. most part, he's the guy that you thought he was like, take Tino out of this like say it was Avon because I love him so let's say it was Avon everything's going good there's nothing happening you guys get into like a argument about something he kisses another girl that's it he can prove that that's all that was whatever he comes and tells you this tiny thing just to kiss is that something you could get over and work with him or are you done I am of two minds about it my rational self who is taking this all in and watching TV and like maybe has some internalized misogyny is like, well, it's just a kiss. Like maybe you can move on. And I was just like, I was like, maybe she's overreacting a little bit. But first of all, it sounds like he was shady about it. Like at first he was like, yeah, it was tech. She said tax. Like he was, didn't give her the whole, the whole story. And so I think ultimately, as she said, there's a lack of trust. And I definitely would be really I would, I would just have a hard time with that. I think like when I got down to it. So logically I do feel like maybe there's a way to forgive, like just a kiss, like when you're in a fight or whatever. But I, I do think like on a more like deeper emotional level, I would never really be able to recover from that. Like just, especially when you're dating long distance, you're just like, well, I don't know. Every time you go out to a bar, do I need to worry about this? And if you can't trust them, then you got nothing. What about you? Um, yeah, I think that, how he was like something's going to be revealed of a past relationship and like they were together for four days and didn't tell her till after he left um that and I guess yeah and she said that she had to like force it out of him and then he was like I wish I never told you whatever yeah that that's why I think Rachel was done before he even walked in because they were already in a bad place yeah, then you do agreed. this and handle it the worst way possible. Then you're not even like in like overly apologetic. You're kind of just like, it's a tiny thing. I wish I wouldn't have told you. This is why I did it. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Like all of I, those things would be make me be like, there is not a future relationship here. I think in this specific situation, it's a weird fucking thing. Like you go on the show, you kind of know this person, but you only date like a few times. You probably see them a total of like 10 hours if you're lucky throughout three months or whatever it is. And then you get engaged. And then once you get engaged, you can't even like live together. You like have to be separate. One person has to do press, whatever. Do I think there's a chance that something stupid could happen? Yeah. But like how he handled it afterwards would be like an immediate no for me. I don't know. Maybe if someone handled it like the perfect way for me to make me feel like okay, I'm not saying that we're fine, but I'm willing to see if we can like work through this, if we can build our trust back again. Right, right. Yeah, and it just sounds like neither was really in the place to do that. I will say it sounds like Rachel was probably a challenging partner at the, when the show started airing by her own admission, but he is clearly so selfish. Like everything he says is I. Like by him, when he kept saying over and over again, 
I claim that or like I own that. Like I messed up and you didn't deserve this, Rachel. I like it when he was like, it's not your fault, which is reminds me of Goodwill Hunting when Robert Williams says that to Matt Damon. <laughs> but he he um is just so selfish and like everything is about yeah. him. And so he just doesn't seem like a supportive partner at all. He sucks. I think even beyond that, he seems immature. I think that he seemed like I hate it like the amount of excuses he threw at this, I would just be like, okay. Like, I know. And the story was constantly here. changing. You, yeah, you were the one that messed up. Also, like, I don't even know. I agree with Rachel. I don't even know if it was just a kiss. Like, I don't believe you. Right. right. So, it's true. Like, that's a great point. That, that he got really is, mad about that, though. He was like, you're calling me a liar. Um, yeah, you've been lying. You told me it was text at first. Now it's a yeah. kiss. What's next? I need to mention one other Tino moment that was truly appalling. And like, honestly, if I were Rachel, it might've been the, the hardest thing to watch back. When she tells him that he's the only one left, he does not react at all. Like there is zero reaction. <laughs> he's just, he's completely stone cold. And she's like, are you alive in there? Like, do you care? I, I just think this man is emotionally disturbed. That's the only way I could put it. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on. Also, do you not think it's weird that they didn't address the family at all after everything that's come out of his dad? I don't know. I the, This is like not really a Tatino, but the thing that pissed me off the most about this show was not that I had to sit through three hours, including like 40 minutes of Zach, but twice the camera goes to Rachel's dad, twice Big Tony, and they don't even acknowledge her mom. It's like so fucking offensive. And like her, her Tony was expecting the mom to be introduced. Like you could see him like trying to like, you know, like pat her on the shoulder at the very beginning. And then they just like go over to Gabby's grandfather and they did it twice. And I just found it so disrespectful. I'm just like, what year is this? Like that we just only care about the like intimidating Italian dad. It made me really angry. Yeah. Also, I think on the bachelor, Tony, the way that he was talked about and the vibe he gave, like, I think he got, kind of like a bad edit, not based yeah, off I mean, of anything like a that he said himself. You know what I yeah. mean? Like not anything. And then the way he's acted through this show and even tonight, I was just like, seems kind of just like a really good dad. Yeah. He actually seems really sweet and like loving yeah. and like disappointed <laughs> for his daughter. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, he didn't overreact. He wasn't like, ugh, ugh, like when they, cause they kept showing him like, he was just very, I could tell he was frustrated with the conversation with Tino and wanted to be like, you're not making sense. Stop making excuses, like whatever. But like, They've got I thought he him. was acting, yeah, yeah he, I thought he was acting like 99% of good fathers would. He was not over the top or like, I'm going to come beat you up or like whatever. He was totally normal and was like, had his arm around his wife the entire time. I know. He's not it was trying really... to be like, I'm the center of attention. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, everything with like Rachel's family was crappy. I, 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 one thing you said earlier that you like her more after tonight. I do as well. I like cause she stands up for herself in general. Like I feel like she's a good like advocate for herself and that's cool to see. I feel like we don't get that that much. So I mean, this has to have sucked. I mean, what an awful experience. Yeah. She's, she's had like a shitty ass year Total. for someone like, who's within, now famous. Like, yeah. For the whole bachelor franchise has been horrific i do see her on a preview for bachelor in paradise so hopefully it hasn't been bad enough for her to just be like fuck this show hopefully well, she's still hopeful that filmed in june when she was still dating tino so it was a different or she was still with tino different time oh i don't think she's on the show i think she's i know just, but i think she may have been yeah. like oh, happy oh, oh you're then. saying that she said like yeah yeah maybe i don't know she seems like someone who like really wants to find love and is like willing to do whatever to do it so she's, i don't think she's, she's like 26. mad at the show she was yeah, she seems like yeah, she seems like she's mad at the guys that she's had to endure. But Agreed. also, like, she picked them. Um, she easily could have picked David, and it would have gone a lot better. So, Well, I wonder how their date goes. If you recall, Hannah Brown and Tyler got popped, paparazzied the next day when they did that. So, But this seems more legit. Yeah. Also, can I just say that um, her facial expressions were great tonight? Yes. She, was, she clearly was shocked to see Avon. Like, I think... I don't think she knew because... Before, right before he comes out, she's like looking off to the side, like behind Jesse, and she looks like nervous. And then she comes out and she's like really happy. So I thought that was a sweet moment. Um, yeah, I know. I, I like that. We got to talk about Gabby and Eric. But before that, just a couple of like weird things from the show. 
Jesse started the show by acknowledging Tino's, what he calls Tino's indiscretions and Eric's scandal. And the scandal, one of, there's two for Eric of, of, that we know about. The one that they ended up referring to was the text messages he sent to a different woman that came out in the last few days that um, Tracy and I talked about a few days ago. And I thought it was like pretty wild to begin this show by acknowledging these two rumors <laughs> that had been brought to light on the internet for only a segment of the audience and like brought to light one by Reality Steve, I think, and the other by like a this Bachelor spoiler account called Bachelor Nation Scoop on Instagram. And I was like, on the one hand, I commend them for like kind of getting with the times and like being of this internet. But on the other, I'm just like, they've kind of lost the plot. If it's like, this is like not actually a sport, though we treat it like one. This isn't like actually the NBA where like Adam Silver needs to address like rumors or like bad videos on social. And I I thought that was like kind of weird. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, but I didn't think it was weird. I think that the timing was weird. Like, I do they think that they needed that to address... Yeah, I think they did need to address it. Like, we all know what it is. It would be like having a Real High Stars reunion and not bring up something that, like, everyone's talking about online. Like, they're yeah. not going to do that. They not have to address like, it. Jen so. getting arrested or something. Arrested. Yeah, yeah like, they're going to acknowledge it. So I get it. I think it's weird to do it at the beginning of the show, especially when, like, maybe people don't know what happened. Yeah, they just yet. assumed that everyone knew. That was weird. Yeah. Um, so I thought that I was thought you were really going to mention. Yeah. I thought it was weird that I thought Jesse called Caitlin Katie. He may have by mistake. He I mean, was like bad with names. Caitlin, I know you have an opinion on this. And then she said her opinion. And he was like, thanks, Katie. And I was like, Katie? Well, they're both Katie? Canadian. Maybe it's a Canadian bond. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, He's just started the show so, so seriously. Like, it was, I was just kind of like, this is absurd. But I guess, I, I guess the people who know Rachel probably find like watching the Tino stuff particularly hard. So I bet all of production feels really bad for her because he's clearly like such a disturbed person. Yeah. Also, she's clearly a nice person. Yeah, so it's absolutely. It's like a horrible combination. Horrible. Um, he then ended the show by saying like, Bachelor Nation, we hear you. Like basically acknowledging how people thought the season was really bad. Um. I thought that was interesting too, because I also know that they know that people aren't excited about Zach. So, like, are you listening? Because this is not what we want, people. Yeah, and I just think I thought there's the like a real thing. crisis happening here. But, I thought the terms. same thing. They were like, "Guys, we hear you. It's been rough, so we're gonna make it rougher." Yeah, it's like, like do you hear us? Like, what? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get this it. When is not Zach what we came want. on this, when Zach came on the screen, I was like, ugh. And Seth was like, oh, you obviously don't like this dude. Also, and I was right. like, this is worst case scenario. This is paint drying. That's um, what we're going to cover. I also like I posted um, that I was not excited about Zach on Instagram. And this is like by far the most interaction I've had. I, most like response <laughs> I've had from people like they're like, yeah, I completely agree. Everyone's just pissed. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, we actually had like a bunch of people. We had this uh, someone tweet at us, and then a bunch of people like it um, off of Bachelor Party tweeting like, "Are you going to watch Zach's season?" And someone responded and was like, "I pretty much watched to listen to Bachelor Party." And then like <laughs> so really many nice. were like, Thank "Yeah, you, me too, me too." Yeah, oh my god, so nice. But also, I'm like, no one wants to watch Zach. No Not one. A good side. Like. Who were they polling? I don't get how they came to this conclusion. Here's what I think happened. Avon and Rachel might be dating. So Avon as like a last minute pick was off the table. Nate, I think they stayed away from because clearly they're acknowledging this online chatter and probably like by their own estimation, whatever is like clouding the Nate situation was a no. Um, Jason Alabaster... Jason, the tennis playing Jew, I really want to have him on the podcast. And I was told he's not available for press. So I wonder if he's just like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm out. Um, I think that's correct. Johnny and Logan. It looks like in the Paradise trailer that perhaps our girl Kate Gallivan hooks up with Logan. Yeah. Which, I was like, wait, you're on Paradise? Did we know that? I love Did it. Did she say she was going? She didn't Did rule it out. Her? She didn't rule it out, but I'm I'm excited if that's the case. Um, I'm excited to watch her like, too. I'm not excited for her and Logan, but I'm excited for her. 
Yeah. Although I feel like I could I could see myself getting into Logan as a paradise weirdo. I like weirdos. I don't know if you know that about me, but like I really like weird people. Um anyway. <laughs> uh so Nate with a Y, like I think that was a good call. That's a good call. But Michelle is like still in the family. Like she does the official bachelor podcast. So I wonder if like they have to pick sides. Like I think they don't have a lot of great options is basically my point. And then Greg, I don't know why they're not doing Greg. That's the best option, obviously. I don't get the, like, I love Michelle, but like, I know. I don't get it. I know. Whatever. We'll, we'll be talking about this for they a while. They really have like her, Becca and Caitlin as like queen bees. I know it's kind of weird, but I guess like because they're uh, Becca and Caitlin are in bachelor relationships, even if they're not with the person from their show, like maybe that's part of it. But even before that, they've been like really pushed, which I happen to like all three of them. But and it's just weird. You can tell who they really like and who they don't and who they are going to shove down your throats. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Um, all right, let's talk about Gabby and Eric. So clearly Gabby, you knew they were together because Gabby looked so happy watching it back, mm-hmm. like compared to Rachel, like she was just like beaming the whole time. Um, not a smile. Not a smile was cracked with Rachel. No, literally none. Um, see, that was not a surprise at all. Where do you stand on Eric? We were like, eh, and then we found out a lot more about him. And I feel like we haven't really done the gut check together on him. So here at the end, after he's explained his cowardliness, his explained away the text as cowardliness. And we've seen his blackface photo. How do you feel? Um, They didn't address the blackface photo. He didn't really even address the text messages. He was just like, yeah, before it was bad. I let her on. And I'm like, that's not really the problem with all of this. Like, I was shocked. They put the text on screen though. I was shocked by that. I loved it. I liked it. it too. But like you said, it was fake. You said you were going on there to to have a, to grow a social following. He like very lightly touched on all of that. He was just like, yeah, you know, I didn't think it was real. And then I met Gabby, and all my opinions of the show changed in one foul swoop when I got out of limo. Like, okay, um, that still doesn't change the reason why you came on the show. Like, you must be very happy that you won, and this could be or probably is going to be your career since you apparently don't have one. Um, which might be a little bit of a red flag if I'm Gabby. Um, and then they don't even talk about the text after the show. We texted her in July and it said, I still think about you every day or all the time, whatever it was. That's not addressed at all. Like, I'm like, you didn't address the two worst offenses. I will say with that, Eric does seem like an overthinker, although only when it comes to himself and his feelings and nothing else, because an overthinker would not have dressed up as Jimi Hendrix and for your, for Halloween. Um, but as it relates to like his own self and how he's feeling, 
I do think that like maybe he had like regrets about how he handled that or something. He did seem like somewhat genuine about that. I also will say that like, I definitely in my life have had guys who've like moved on to other relationships, like hit me up and like still be like emotionally connective in ways, which like I always think is weird, but like it's definitely happened to me multiple times. So, you know, maybe he's one of those. Right. So it's happened to you multiple times. When it happens, do you think think to yourself, no, like when it happens, do you think to yourself, you know what? He's probably a great partner. I'm sad that I'm not in that relationship anymore. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. So yeah, no. Um, I don't know. The only thing that made me be like, there's two things. One, I liked even though I think it was purposeful, I liked that Gabby was like, I knew about this way before they came out. So I'm like, if that is true, that's good. Cause she clearly realized like, Hey, I got to tell you that this is how I ended it. This is why I thought I was coming on the show. Obviously that's not the case. We're engaged now, but like, I didn't really think that this was real. I didn't think that this could actually happen. Um, and like, I don't have a job and maybe I will be a social media influencer. So like, that conversation, if it was that transparent, great. I don't really know how you get around. I still think about you all the time. I don't know how that conversation went, but whatever. I like that he told her. Secondly, Gabby seemed very happy, kept like rubbing mm-hmm. his hand, kept being like, it's okay. You're doing good. Like reassuring him, like it's going to be all right. So I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess if she's super happy, then doesn't seem like this really shook their relationship. Yeah. I just am worried that, that like, I don't know. I'm just like, are we wrong about Gabby? Are we giving her too much credit? This is kind of making me rethink her a little bit. Um, but I will say both Eric and Tino both reference their own insecurities like multiple times. And one thing I didn't really put together about the show is I feel like a lot of the men who go on it is like a very specific type, which is like a very tall and handsome beta like a guy who like is surprised you're surprised that they're like they're either like they're either total assholes and like just you know on it for the fame or whatever or they're like are really insecure and like need like constant reassurance from the woman and i feel like gabby's like willing to give that and so maybe this will work for her maybe. that's supposed to be a deep thought you didn't you don't you don't think so I mean, no, I, I think I agree with you, but then like, there's people I think about where I'm like, I don't know, like Andrew S. I don't know if he needs reassurance. Aven definitely didn't seem like he needed it. No. Like there are like, yeah, so there are guys that I think fall out of that category. Um, but I do think that it's interesting to watch sometimes because for the most part, um, unless there's been like a significant change to their physical appearance. 99% of these guys have are used to being like, which the I think is the one. same with women too, but like yeah. it's different with guys because different, because guys are treated differently than yeah. women are like hot guys are like sought after 24 um, seven. And so like any type of like, they all become a little insecure because all of a sudden it's like, Oh, she's dating four of us. Yeah. So like you never know who's in first place and they all question it and they all are paranoid and they're all a little insecure more than they like more than the average person would be just because they're like, I don't, this is like an unfamiliar thing for me. Right. That's a good point. It's like, they don't know they because they, they can't calibrate like where they stand. They just like yeah. go crazy. So we're usually I, like in the real world. They're always like, I get to choose. Like yeah. everyone wants me. Right. Right. Like, yeah, like Eric's like, yeah, I can just like string along this woman because I'm hot, I guess. Yeah. I also, and I like, like how he's like, his one cares. part of his defense was, you know, I'm a 20 year old, 29 year old guy, I just moved to LA. <laughs> it's like, is that it really reminded to- me of the Adam Levine thing. Oh my God. Callie, what would you do? <laughs> what? If I was who? Adam. I How mean, you like Bahada, Bahada, Bahadi Prinsloo, Bahadi. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do with him. If if it's true, but it seems like he copped to it. Asking I mean, to use true, yeah. the woman's name, like just be like, it's like is as inexplicable as Tino's behavior. It's just like, why did you ask her? 
And like, why do you want that? Like, I understand you like the name, but like you, it just like indicates how cavalier he is about all these women. He's just quote talking to. Yeah. I don't, I would, it wouldn't be good. It can't be good. Can't be good. <laughs> no, definitely Especially not. when you're <laughs> currently like, this is coming out while you're currently pregnant with the kid that he was going to name after the mistress. It's really bad, but I wouldn't, by the way, I'm, I think, I don't know. I think everyone has different opinions on it, but it takes two to tango. Adam's the one in the committed relationship. Like I blame him more than anybody. But in her video, there were things that she said that I was just like, what? Like her being like, I was new to LA and I was taken (laughs) advantage of. I was like, also, she was like, this happened at a time. And I was like, this, this happened like four months, four months ago. You heard her like you grew up overnight. Like, the, uh, uh, yeah. the I'm new to LA excuse is so funny. It's also just because I would say like, <laughs> it's, it's like not, I mean, I guess maybe depends on where you're coming from, but just on my, in my experience, it's not like you're a, you're just like constantly meeting new people in LA. You actually have to go out of your way to do it because it's like a pretty weird city. So yeah, you also have to go out of your way to find certain types of people. Yes, totally. Like Adam Levine. So so you're signing up to be around a certain type of person over and over and over again. But yeah, maybe I, if you're coming from like a small town and like being around a celebrity is like so amazing to you, then you're going to keep like searching for that. I don't know. Can't you just um, imagine Eric ex- waiting online at Bungalow on a Saturday at 2 p.m. <laughs> just like waiting to get in, drink that sweet liquor in the overcrowded bar and like... I don't know. Then just like maybe get a was, burger six hours later. He was 29 years old. Like when he said that, I was like, wait, was he supposed to, that old? what was young? his reference? Yeah. yeah. What was his, like, was he saying I was so young? Was he saying I, I was just trying to settle down? Like, I'm just really confused by the 29 reference, but it was funny. Seriously. Also, I feel like um, a couple other bars I could see Eric at in LA. Have you ever been to the Lincoln? on Lincoln in Venice. I feel like that's the one for him. And there's that other one that I've never been to that it's like, like a beach bar in Venice. Shore bar. Oh no, that's not. No, that's fancy. This is not fancy. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Or James beach. I just see him hitting up these Venice bars. Anyway, reminds me of my youth. Um, Yeah. Maybe with his mullet, I can see Venice written all over him or no, I can also see him in like silver Lake. No. I lived in Silver Lake for eight years. So I don't think so. <laughs> Absolutely <Okay>. not. <laughs> I don't know. Um, mullets seem popular there. Oh my God. Gabby loving the mullet is so Gabby. And she's like, I just like touching it. I, I actually thought he looked cute tonight when like he cut it. I, I have to say I find him handsome. I'm embarrassed, but I do. <laughs> yeah, he's not for me, but I don't think he's ugly. I think he's just like not for me. I think he's generally a decent looking guy. I think he could be great looking if he changed a few things. I thought it was pretty weird they didn't mention his father dying. Oh, like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't, though. I feel like it wasn't the time. Well, I actually kind of feel that way. People seem really frustrated that they didn't talk. They talked about the text messages, but not the blackface photo. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's possible for this show to have a productive conversation in that setting about blackface. So, yeah. I mean, we saw them try this with Emmanuel Acho and, like, you know, as much oh, as I like yeah, Jesse... Yeah. He can't have that. He he's not equipped to have that conversation. And clearly, clearly, there's just there's no infrastructure in this show to like seriously consider like what that means and also like how you would screen for that kind of thing. And so I don't really know if they should have talked about it. But what what do you think? I mean, I think the text messages are more relevant to like the relationship. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily. <gasps> wanted a full combo but I don't think it would have hurt for them to mention it like all together and for him yeah. to just be able to say like a quick apology because that's what he would have done anyways there doesn't need to be right. a back and forth especially with Jesse but like I think it should have been somewhat addressed just like I think the last text message the most current one should have also been yeah it's up. like it's like oh we've been having a rocky time well it's because of my yearbook photo and this text message that I sent that kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah. Also we haven't heard like Gabby's reaction at all to it. No, I know at all. Um, 
Eric also like used the Tino language of like, I own that. That was on me when he was talking about the text. It's like, yes, we know we can read them. Yes, it's on you. This sort of like, because I own (laughs) it, like makes it okay. Or like, you're like, it's just like, it's like this weird, like another way in which like therapy speak has like, you can do whatever you want. As long as you say I did it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, great. Thanks for acknowledging it. We also could read. Yeah. Also, yeah. Like also in this instance, like Tina's a little different because we didn't get the whole story. So like, he could have been like, he could have kept coming with excuses. He didn't have to say like, it's on me. Um, but in this instance, I'm like, it's a text message from you. Like there's no one else involved here. It it is on you. We are, we are aware. We're aware. Yeah. We see it. We see it. (laughs) Um, I was going to say this is completely off topic, but, um, I really enjoyed Gabby slapping him multiple times in the chest. Me too. I like that as well. <laughs> she, you know, I wish everyone the best. She's very, she's doing well. I'm dancing with the stars. You can watch it on Disney plus and you sent she's me a clip. Great. Of her. her legs look amazing. She's got the longest legs. Um, it's, it's really been a journey. I'm looking forward to paradise. I'm ready to have a little fun. Um, I hope there's oh my God, the preview looks amazing. Amazing. Also like if Kate's on, also, I'm excited. There's definitely a Casa more. Like yes. they have, I don't know if they're listening to us, but you know what? Never mind. I was going to start these, this entire show by saying I've never felt like I had less power <laughs> than I did tonight <laughs> when you texted me that Zach was the bachelor because I really felt like, good, we're going to get everyone amped up and tell them no to Zach and they're going to change it. <laughs> Obviously, we have no power. But seeing the Casa Moore implementation to Paradise, I'm like, I definitely talked, we definitely talked about this and said that this would be the best thing to like shake it up. It looks like they're doing it. I hate to burst your bubble, but I think we talked about it because we heard it was happening. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> also I think it might have to do with Love Island just being so fucking popular. Yeah. It is. It's just a huge time commitment, but maybe next time. Who knows? Um, well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about this. I will be back later this week. Maybe we'll be back later this week. We'll see. We're definitely back next Tuesday following Paradise. Rachel and Avon, I hope you have a great relationship. That's my final thought Truly. on the season. Really hope it's real. Really hope that you find happiness with him, Rachel. Same. Thank you to Isaiah Blakely and Jade Whaley for producing this episode. Have a great night, and we're against Zach on this podcast. Don't ever forget it. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.